Travel Tidbits podcast, hosted by the agents of Pineapple Escapes. Join us as we discuss the latest in travel news, destinations, and tips for the savvy traveler. After all, travel makes life sweeter. Hello and welcome to episode 11 of the Travel Tidbits podcast. I'm Jamie Weidel, travel agent and owner of Pineapple Escapes. This week, we are excited to have Laura Wright joining us on the podcast. Laura actually was a client before she became an agent, and I helped her plan her family's Disney cruise. What was that, a year and a half ago-ish, I think? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So that's kind of crazy. But And after her cruise, she reached out. She's actually, she originally found us and our agency through Lauren Delaney Wallace. And Lauren Wallace is actually who did all of our branding. Lauren owns rosepaperpress.com. And Laura and Lauren used to work together at Blue Bunny. Mm -hmm. They knew each other. And that's kind of how Laura found us. It's kind of weird how it all interconnects and works together. But anyway, Laura, tell us a little bit about yourself and your journey to become a Pineapple Escapes travel agent. Thanks, Jamie. I'm excited to be here. As she said, my name's Laura. I love traveling. That is kind of why I decided, hey, I spend all this time researching different locations. Why not get paid for it? Why not do this for other people? I'm married to my husband, Justin, and we have three great kids. Caroline is eight, William is six, and James is four. They are very active kids and keep us on our toes all the time, but we love it. And they love to travel, especially cruising, which is something that they fell in love with the first time we ever went. And so I decided I'm a stay-at-home mom. Why not get paid for doing something that I love? I love that. And I think that is a great way that a lot of us get into it is because we do want to travel more with our families and have those experiences. and. I started as a side gig kind of thinking, you know, oh, well, I'll do this on the side and I'll be able to travel more. And it just has snowballed into something bigger than I could have ever thought possible. But beside the point, I do think that becoming a travel agent and having those opportunities is something that is wonderful for our families and something that I hope that you're able to travel more with your kiddos as well. Moving on into our next section our slice of life section. How's everything going for you guys right now? Or have your kiddos been in school in person? How's all that going? Yes, thankfully, they were able to go back in person after New Year's. And our school has a relatively normal day. They're not masked. They're just and they haven't had any issues with COVID at all, which is kind of surprising. But The kids love it, and they are so thankful that they are back in person. My husband teaches high school, and they are on a hybrid schedule. So he's still working, but he only has half his kids every day. So the other half are remote then for that part of the day? Is that how they're working it? Yeah, they go Monday, Thursday, or Tuesday, Friday, depending on your last name. So then you do the other days of work at home, trying to cut down on out. You've been helping out at the preschool some? Yeah, I am an assistant preschool teacher, which my youngest is part of my class, which is a lot of fun. I do that just three mornings a week, so it still gives me plenty of time to devote to my travel business. But it's fun to be with the little kids and just see their excitement for learning and 
They love to be there. It's it's a great time. That's awesome. I think you guys have been really lucky to be able to stay in person and, and to be not masked. My kids actually just went back. We're recording this in January, but my kids just went back and it's been crazy, like just on again, off again. And I feel like I've gotten a lot of good quality time with them, but at the same time, they need that interaction that they get from school. So I'm, I'm glad to have them back in school and back to doing those things. So hopefully we can see some normalcy in the year ahead and some more travel in the year ahead as well is what I'm hoping for. So let's yeah. jump into our at the core. This week, we are talking about travel with small children. Laura's kiddos are still pretty little. I started traveling with my kids when they were little, but obviously they are older now. Laura, how old were your kiddos on your first trip and where did you guys go? Our first big trip, aside from just, you know, small camping trips, was actually on a cruise with my in-laws. My oldest was four and my youngest was about a year and a half. And it was amazing. I was so nervous about taking them on a cruise ship. I love to cruise, but I didn't know how they would do. And I definitely overpacked. I packed <laughs> like an entire duffel bag full of snacks for the travel because I just was concerned that they weren't going to like anything that was there. And we actually got stopped at TSA because they're like, all of these applesauce pouches and granola bars are just setting off our sensors. It was pretty funny. That's funny because... One of our overseas trips, I actually got patted down over applesauce pouches. So I can totally relate to that situation. But yes, traveling with with little kids also requires lots of snacks. And that was definitely a big one for us. So tell us a little bit more about your cruise. Where did you cruise? How long? How did it work? What about the kids club? Those sorts of things. Absolutely. It was a Royal Caribbean It was actually a gift from my in-laws because they were celebrating their 40th wedding anniversary. So my husband's brother and his family were also with us, which was so much fun. We hadn't done a big family trip with them all before. And I loved that the kids club started from ages three and up. My two older kids were actually able to go to the kids club. They didn't spend a lot of time there because they were missing mom and dad, but they did enjoy the time that they were there. They also have a nursery for the little ones if you're three and under and not potty trained. It does cost extra, but I felt like it was very, very reasonable. I think if I remember correctly, it was maybe $10 an hour, which is what we would pay a sitter at home. And they were so friendly. All the staff went above and beyond to make sure that the kids were having fun and I mean, just make it as easy for the parents as we as they could. The servers, I remember at dinner, would always bring out milk for the kids and like a bowl of fruit, like grapes or something for them while we were sitting down to order so that they weren't starving and having to wait forever for food. And I just really appreciated that because it made it so much easier for me as a parent to be able to take my time and order what I wanted without worrying about the kids so much. Our first Disney cruise, my kids were actually four. My girls, my twin girls were four and my son was five. And we went on a Disney cruise for our first cruise. And I remember they cut up their pancakes and like their their meat and stuff. And I didn't have to do it. The servers would do it so that the adults could enjoy their food. And I was just blown away by this because obviously when you have multiple small children, 
you spend half of your meal making sure that they're set, that they have what they need. And just to have someone else who's like, no, 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 I'm going to cut their meat. You're, they're fine. You start eating. And you're just like, this is so bizarre. Like, it's just so weird, but it, it's so nice. And it really does add that kind of extra, let me take care of you piece of it that I think when you're traveling with little ones is really important for a lot of different yeah, reasons. I agree. We have been on the Disney cruise with our kids as well. And I found that was it was definitely the case on the Disney cruise. The Royal Caribbean, they did definitely help with the kids as much as they could. It's not as geared towards kids as a Disney, but they still were very helpful and accommodating and wanted to make sure that the parents actually felt like they were on vacation and not just in a different location with their family. (laughs) Yes. And I, I think that that's one fear that a lot of families have when they're traveling with kiddos is we're going to spend all this money and it's still going to be so much work and so much to do and exhausting. And in some ways it is, but I think you have to look at travel with young children a little bit differently. Personally, we didn't travel until to and didn't stay overnight in a hotel until my girls were two. I was kind of terrified of having everyone sleep in a hotel room. Part of it was with the girls sleep was an issue from the get-go like twins and then Bo was one when the girls were born like they were just all so close together and so little and I was so sleep deprived that the thought of all five of us in a hotel room together just gave me extreme anxiety but when they were two and Bo was four we finally did try it and then we haven't stopped since basically but but I do think that that is a big thing that needs to be addressed or thought about when traveling with kids is you have to think about it differently. And it it can't just be, we're going to get up and go. There has to be pre-planning. There has to be more thought put into it. And there has to be more flexibility because when the kids are done, everybody's done. And I think that that has to be considered. What other big trips have you done with your trio? Besides our cruises, we have done some longer road trips. We went camping out in the Black Hills, actually, again, when my youngest was not even a whole year old. I think he was about nine months. And and that one gave me huge anxiety because my husband decided in the middle of my daughter's t-ball game, he's like, we're going camping this weekend. So we're going to go home, we're going to pack, and we're going to leave. And I don't (laughs) handle that well. So we got home, we had about two and a half hours to pack, and then we got in the car and we drove the seven hours to the Black Hills. And of course, we forgot so many things. For us, a trip is never complete without a trip to like Walmart or Target to get all the things that we have forgotten. But it was so much fun and the kids had such a great time. And they don't think about, you know, oh, mom forgot to pack the sunblock or mom forgot to bring milk or any of those kind of things because they're just having so much fun and traveling with them is such a fun time. This last summer, we actually drove to Kentucky because I'd been dying to see the Creation Museum and the Noah's Ark exhibit. Both of those things have been around for a few years, but I have just not been able to see them yet. And we had such a great time the crowds were smaller because of COVID. So we weren't shoulder to shoulder with everyone else. We could take our time and really experience 
those museums, the kids loved just being able to interact in a more personal way with the stories they hear about at church and at home. And it was really, really memorable for them. I love that. And I think that that's, that's why we do it. I mean, that's why we have the anxiety and we, (laughs) we do all the pre-planning and think about all these things is because we want to make those memories with our kids. I think that's why everybody travels with kiddos is because we want those memories. We want them to look back and remember all of those things we did. Speaking of your trips to Walmart and Target, one of my funniest stories, I think the girls were probably five. Maybe they just turned five or were almost five, but we were headed out to California. Um, we were doing Disneyland, Legoland, and then we did Hotel Dell. And so we had several stops along the way, but I had packed two diaper bags. I had a bigger diaper bag and then like a backpack diaper bag. And one of our diaper bags ended up getting left on our front porch. We got to the airport, realized we didn't have it. And I sent one of my friends over here to look for it. And it was sitting on the front porch. So we ended up having to replace all the items that I had packed so carefully in that diaper bag to bring because it just never made it to the car. But I think that one of the things that we can do as agents to kind of help young families who are traveling is one, we've experienced it. So we can talk you through different scenarios, different things that could happen, packing lists, and kind of think through some of those things with you as you're planning your trip. And I think that that can be really beneficial. Plus packing lists, I think, go a long way. I'm like you. Um, If my husband said, hey, we're leaving in four hours, I would probably be like, okay, yeah, let's do it. But there would also be that like panic of, Actually, I have nightmares like that where I'm just throwing everything in bags and trying to remember everything that I need. So I think some of those things are things that we can help you with as agents and help make it a little bit easier for everyone. Speaking um, of one packing, of the things, yes. Oh, I was going to say, speaking of packing, on our first cruise that we went on, because it was in February, I had already put away all the kids' summer things. So it was easy to pack those ahead of time and have them all ready to go and laid out. Well, I don't have as abundance of clothes as the kids do. And so when I was, you know, the day before finally getting everything ready to go and packed up, I forgot to pack undergarments for myself. And (laughs) since it was uh, on a cruise, you know, there's nowhere to buy anything like that. And so there was a lot of washing in the in the bathroom sink going on between that and swimsuits. But now that's the first thing that I pack when I go on a vacation so that I don't forget to pack my own undergarments again. <laughs> I think several of our agents have had stories like that. I think it was Leslie who forgot to pack socks for one trip. But I mean, it's just one of those things where we get so overwhelmed making sure that everything is so perfect for them and they have everything they need and cute little matching shirts and drink cups and snacks that we forget ourselves. But I I think that's kind of the story of motherhood sometimes too. It it is definitely. (laughs) Let's talk a little bit about what age is too young to travel and your thoughts on trips as the children grow. What are your thoughts there? Honestly, I don't think there's a bad age to travel with your kids. Things will definitely be different depending on your kids. And that doesn't even just matter about their age. It also, their their personalities, their temperaments. Do your kids still need naps or at least like a rest time in the middle of the day? 
my sister is very structured with her kids' nap schedule. They don't miss a nap. So she just doesn't go places because she doesn't want to mess with that routine. Whereas we went on a cruise, my son napped in the stroller on the pool deck because we wanted to be with the other kids out, you know, having fun. And that was just the way we did it. I think if you're deciding between taking a vacation and not taking a vacation with your young children, you have to kind of think about what do you want to get out of it? Is it just to experience something new and make lasting memories? Or are you trying to get to A, B, C, and D while you're on vacation? Because that might not happen with little ones who need that downtime. Yes, I I think that's definitely something that has to be considered when you're traveling with little ones. Sometimes your best laid plans of what you want to see and what you want to do get thrown for a loop. I'll admit that I'm more of a routine and structured parent as well. So we would always accommodate naps in our structure, in our routine for the day. For example, on a cruise, we would be in the room from probably 1 to 3.30 or 4 every day just so they had that downtime, that rest time. But then we would regroup and go back out. But it does definitely impact the things that you can do and see, especially when they're really little. I mean, my kids now are 13, 11, and 11, and they can keep up with the best of them. I mean, we've done 24-hour flights to South Africa and everything else, and it, it's, a, it's a whole different ball game than when they were tiny. And I, I think... Part of it is just waiting those things out, like still making those memories when they're little and enjoying those experiences, but realizing when you go back or when you do things as they get older, it's going to change and it's going to be different. But I'm so grateful that we had those opportunities to make those memories when they were little because it was just so different then than it is now. And like, I think that my family is a little bit different and that my kids are so close in age as well. So that kind of makes it different when you have your kids that are spread out a little bit more. I mean, I think there's more opportunities for napping on the pool deck, but that wasn't really an option for like, where would we Mm -hmm. put them all? (laughs) So I think that makes a difference as well. I get asked a lot. What's the best time to take your kids to Disney world? I, I just got asked that by a client this week. And I told her, I said, honestly, you need to go twice. You need to go once when they're little and they can enjoy the magic of it. The the Disney princesses seeing Mickey, but then also as they're older and they can enjoy some of the bigger rides because there's so much to do at every level of age that you really can't just say, oh, I'm only going to go once and then never again. I agree. I kind of had thought before I drank the Disney Kool-Aid that we would be one of those families that only went once. So I, the big trip when we first went, when the girls were two and Bo was four, it was totally magical and they believed and to meet, see the girls meet the princesses and Bo got dressed up as Jake from Jake and the Neverland Pirates. And I don't even know if that show's still on anymore, but I mean, it was just, it was a totally magical experience. But then we've been back countless times since then. And every time it's been, just as much fun, but different because, I mean, now obviously they realize the characters aren't real. They they understand more of those things, but they can also enjoy other things more. They can enjoy the dining experiences more. They can enjoy the attractions and the rides more. There's just such a different experience as they age. So I completely agree that you have to go at different times, but that trip when they're little, even though there are hard parts to it, that true magic of seeing Mickey and Minnie and meeting the princesses and 
all of that, I, I think, can't be beat. It's just, it is magical. Definitely. Laura, any final thoughts on travel with kids or anything else that you want to throw in here? I'd say just be able to be flexible if you're traveling with kids. They are going to have meltdowns. They might just be exhausted and need a break, and that's okay. And also, one thing that we've always done with our kids is make car surprise bags or or flight surprises if you're flying instead of driving. And that's always been really fun for them. It has little snacks that they enjoy. Sometimes it has coloring books or cards or things like that that they can entertain themselves with while you're traveling. And it's something new. So they're not going to be bored with it in the first five minutes because they've already been playing it with it. It's something different and something new. And that's one thing that my parents used to do for us and that I have continued to do with our kids as we travel. And they look forward to it as much as I do. I like that idea. I think that's a lot of fun to have kind of some surprises and some little things that gives them something to look forward to, especially during those travel days that can be so long and rough. I guess my final thoughts here are, don't be afraid to travel the world with your kids. I mean, yes, it's not going to be like it would be if it was just you taking off and seeing the world, but it is totally possible to see the world and experience the world with your kids. My kids have been all over Europe. They've been to South Africa. They've been to Hawaii multiple times. They've been to Disney. They've been to California. They've been to Colorado. We've been all over. And part of that is because I chose to become a travel agent and it has become my job and my life's work, but also because I have seen how much they're able to learn and experience from seeing the world. They've been able to experience different cultures and learn things that they could never experience in a traditional classroom setting. And being able to give them those experiences is why I do what I do. It just totally is. And I'm so glad that they've had these opportunities. And I hope that I can continue to give them these opportunities as time goes on. So I think that's my on my soapbox lesson or moral of the day is don't be afraid to do it. Just do it. Jump in. We'll help you every step of the way with all of the details. But it's totally possible. And there's so many amazing things out there to see. Absolutely. Final thoughts, Laura, before we... I couldn't agree more with you. Because we have done these trips with our kids, they're always excited about the next one. We, we had been home from our Disney cruise less than a week. And my youngest was, when's our next boat trip, mom? I want to go back. And he's the one who wants to watch YouTube videos of ship tours because he loves cruising so much. And I love that that we have exposed them to something that's going to create these memories for them that's going to last a lifetime. I think that's definitely true. We do a lot of those YouTube nights as well where we'll Google some destination. And is it called Google when you're looking in YouTube? I don't know. But we'll look up something in YouTube and just watch random videos about it. But that can be a lot of fun too, to kind of get the kids excited and and ready to go. So anyway, moving into our crushed it segment this week, our travel favorite of the week is a skip hop diaper bag. And we have a link to this in our show notes. The one that we are linking to is updated since I last had a diaper bag, but I did have two skip hop diaper bags. One of them was one, the one that I mentioned earlier that got left on my front porch when we were traveling. But I also had like a larger one that was striped. I'll try to find one similar to that to put into our show notes as well. So Laura, tell me a little bit about what kind of diaper bags you've used and 
what's always important to have with you in a diaper bag when traveling with your kiddos? Yeah, I've used a lot of different diaper bags through the years. I've used diaper bags from 31 Gifts. I've used uh, Target diaper bags. And honestly, it's not so much about the bag. I like the backpack style just because then you're hands free. But it's more about what's in your diaper bag. For me, it was important to always make sure I had a change of clothes for the kids as well as snacks. My kids eat constantly, it feels like. That can really add up if you don't bring your own snacks. And for us, especially until recently, it's not been as important, but budget friendly to be able to bring snacks that you know that they will eat and enjoy without having to spend a fortune, kind of what's been important to us. I know when we were traveling through airports, we actually had a backpack harness for our youngest because he wanted to get out of the stroller and walk, but we didn't want to lose him in the crowd. So he wore his little backpack that latched on. And it had a strap that I could hold on to so that he didn't get lost. And that was a lifesaver to us when we were traveling. Yeah, I've seen those. those I think those are Skip Hop brand too, aren't they? Like the little yeah, ones yeah. are like animals. Or, yeah, those are cute. Yep. I, I think that things like that really do make a difference. And having a list of different things, I think changes of clothes are definitely critical. And yes, snacks are definitely very important parts of packing your diaper bag well. And I agree. I think the backpack style is so convenient when traveling, especially when going through security and going through an airport. If you've got too much weighing you down, it gets really challenging, especially if you're also carrying car seats or that sort of thing. So anyway, thank you guys for joining us today as we have discussed traveling with little ones and small children and thrown out some of our own experiences and thoughts on the matter. You can find all of our Pineapple Escapes agents on the web at www.pineappleescapes.com. And our site includes a link to all of our Travel Tidbits episodes, plus information about all of our agents and links to all of our social media. And we'd love to have you join our community. Thanks a lot, Laura, for being here with us today. And thanks, guys. Thank you for having me, Jamie. We hope you've enjoyed today's episode of the Travel Tidbits podcast hosted by Pineapple Escapes travel makes life sweeter. Let the experts help you plan a vacation with lasting memories. We'd love to help you plan your next vacation and have you join our community. You can find us on the web at www.pineappleescapes.com and on Facebook and Instagram at Pineapple Escapes. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM, women's voices amplified.